our reading this morning tells us Jesus did not speak to them without a parable but to his disciples to the ones he loved he explained everything clearly in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen please be seated we know after having listened to them all of our lives in church, in prayer, and reading the Bible at home ourselves, that all Jesus' parables are setting up comparisons of one sort or another. Jesus says in one of his most important parables, the kingdom of God is like and then he goes on from there in a list of comparisons to tell us what, in fact, the kingdom of God is like, how we can perceive what to expect. Well, today he begins a little bit differently. Today he says to us that the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. So maybe that means that for all of us this Sunday should be called Gardener's Sunday. Many of us, my wife Nancy and I included, have been busy the last several weeks probably in preparing the ground for planting our gardens, be it flowers or vegetables or whatever. We till, we weed, we fertilize, and when the weather is right, and there was a little bit of winter that came back on Memorial Day week uh, that kind of delayed things maybe, but uh, when the weather is right, we actually get around to planting all those, all those plants that we, that we love. From my perspective today, Jesus is speaking to us about the good seed that we sow in the ground at this time of year as one of his present-day miracles that sometimes we don't really understand all that well. We are told in scripture that when we sow seed into the ground, that it dies. And when it dies is when it becomes most productive, is when it becomes fruitful. So that tiny mustard seed that Jesus is talking about today can be another of one of those comparisons for us of not only the seeds that we plant, but maybe the people that we are. Just think about all the possibilities that God can do with us as long as we have an open heart and an open mind. And we need to ask ourselves, are our hearts good enough soil to be bearing fruit. If we plant a new seed, 
if we come up with a new cause personally, maybe if we start a new ministry, a new care in our hearts, are our hearts good enough to, in good enough shape to, to make that seed not only grow, but to make it flourish? In the book of Galatians, in chapter 5, the Apostle Paul gives us a list of the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's quite an impressive list now, isn't it? How many of us here as gardeners to be for, the, for our, our growing season are thinking about growing crops like this in our hearts? Because Jesus is here today in the words of the scriptures to tell us that we can and that he is here among us to help us in any way that he possibly can. So today we have this opportunity to listen to Jesus' parable and try to understand what it means for, for us personally, for you and I. Are we taking the opportunities that we're given to plant these spiritual seeds in ourselves? Or maybe if we think we're good enough and we have some of those fruits in our hearts to pass them on, to give them, share them with someone that we come upon who doesn't have them yet. Someone who doesn't feel the love of God in their lives or in their hearts today. Maybe someone you know is always talking about the negative in their lives. And isn't that a shame? Jesus makes a point also within this reading about this tiny mustard seed that's being planted. And it grows to be the largest of the shrubs in the garden if it is tended well, if we look after it. He also says that the birds of the air will come to live and nest in the branches of the mustard tree, the mustard shrub. What if we who are sitting here in church this morning, listening to these scriptures, are in fact those branches, those children of God who we are, are the branches who can support those birds 
who are coming, those others who are coming near the tree, coming nearer to the word of God, coming nearer to God's kingdom. Those birds come and rest comfortably on the branches of that mustard tree. And those are the ones who are we need to share Christ with. Now the people of Jesus' time were very aware, actually as we heard in our first reading this morning from Ephesians, about the tall, straight cedar trees of Lebanon. These were absolutely huge trees. And we hear in scripture that the cedars of Lebanon were the trees that were used for the lumber to, to make all the beautiful, beautiful trim work in their temple. Now in comparison today, we're talking about this tiny little mustard seed that becomes a shrub in the garden. Now, a shrub is certainly a little scragglier sounding than a tall, straight cedar tree. In fact, they can actually be quite unruly, and they can take up a lot of extra space in our garden. They don't go straight up. They bush out instead. Maybe some of you who are very particular gardeners seeing a mustard plant start might pull it up because you know that, that it's going to just take up too much space in your valuable garden plot. But there are a bunch of us, if we think about Jesus' comparisons again, there are a bunch of us who can be kind of unruly and scraggly from time to time too, now can't we? If you're not really into gardening, one of the other comparisons that we can make this morning is the simple act of putting a bird feeder out in your yard. Now maybe some of you already have a bird feeder out in your yard and, and maybe it's right next to your garden, I'm not sure. But if you do, then you know that when we put out a bird, for, bird feeder, we really don't know what kind of bird is going to show up at that garden, do we? The beautiful red cardinal can show up and perch very quickly on the perch of our bird feeder, eat very carefully and meticulously, and then fly off. But then, there's also that big, fat blue jay that comes in. And we know what happens there. The blue jay not only gobbles down a 
bunch of your bird feed on you. But he likes to scatter it all over the place, doesn't he? When he's done, he likes to clear the table, dropping it on the ground. Maybe, maybe they're really good friends with the squirrels down below who are waiting, waiting for the droppings. Well, it's the same. Here we are, comparisons again. It's the same with the people that we meet on the street every day. Some of them we might enjoy starting a conversation with. And then there are others who maybe don't act very pleasant to us or other people. Or maybe they don't keep themselves well enough for, for you. And those are the ones that we may want to shoo out of our garden shoo out of our bird feeder. The problem, of course, when we look at this is that it means we're judging, aren't we? And Jesus left us some pretty specific commandments. If we remember those, especially the one about loving our neighbors as ourselves. Hmm. Or maybe do unto others as you would have done to you. So what does that say about us when we, when we shoo away those birds that we don't think belong in our neighborhood? If we think about it that way, it can be a bit of a stab in the heart rather than the planting of a seed. I'm reading a, uh, a book currently by the author Tim Keller. And <clears throat> I'm reading about his definition for growth in the church. And whether you're on the vestry or not in this church, you're probably all just a little concerned as we come out of our COVID pandemic as to growth in our church. Every church, every church in the Diocese of Albany, every church in the Episcopal Church in the United States, I think, is suffering the same types of losses. People are not comfortable with coming back into the church. And we're just now, finally, as I see all your smiling faces, getting rid of the masks, at least while we're sitting in the pew and still trying to stay six feet away. But Tim Keller's point is that we all tend to be concerned with church growth as we begin coming out of this pandemic. But he says that it is not actually about the numbers of people who are coming and sitting in the pews. All the folks who show up at our community dinner, but rather it is the growth that happens in the fruit of the Spirit. Remember that list of fruits that I listed for you just earlier? 
love, joy, peace, patience. Those are the fruits that we should be planting in ourselves in order to pass them on to others. And by the way, I hear that those particular fruits, that list of fruits of the Holy Spirit, have a very long growing season once they've been established. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Jesus, we ask that as your word comes to each of us, that you will be there to help us listen to what you are gently telling us to do. To love each other as you would. To show grace to those who we may not think in our hearts deserve it. And try to be as merciful as you are to everyone that we meet. In Christ's holy name, amen.